0: What's going on, good people, and welcome to Live by the Three a Raptors podcast with your boy Curly. Give me a follow on the socials on Instagram at Live by the Period Number Three and on Twitter at Live by the Zero Three for more Raptors content, podcast news, or hit me up on either platform if you want to talk hoops. Ladies and gentlemen, we have received <laughs> such positive feedback from the last reaction pod in a loss. And the feedback was so positive. I am doubling down the same way Masai did on this roster. And I brought back Nigel Nicholas via Raptors Republic to do another reaction pod. A much more positive pod. Nigel, what's happening, brother?
1: Ooh, I'm excited, buddy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If if you're trying to understand his, his very monotone approach to tonight's episode... If you recall, a bet was made that had the Raptors won, which they did, 125 to 110. And what one can say is a dominating game, despite, (laughs) despite a questionable third quarter, it's still a dominant game, and Nigel would have to appear. So here we are, Nigel, in a victory where the Raptors come away with the victory. And you got to stay up and do a pod, brother.
1: Curly, all I can say is, buddy, enjoy this moment, okay? Enjoy
0: this
1: moment. Because I have never seen you this happy ever.
0: I'm usually, you know, cool and calm, like, you know, a friend of the pod have suggested. And, yeah, you know, it's nice, you know, to get a prediction right. (laughs) And that you have to, you know, <laughs> suck back on that venom that you were spewing last episode. Uh, uh, but either way, I'm let's like let's the- get right let's get right into it, brother. You know, the nuggets shot. 42 for 76 from the field, giving them 55%. Uh, Dismal, 6 for 25 from 3, giving them 24%. A little bit more positive on the free throw line, twenty-four for 25, giving them 80%. The Raptor shot, 49 for 93 from the field at just under 53%. 12 for 30 from 3 at 40%, and 15 for 17 from the free throw line at 88%. Nice. In a win. There's a lot to talk about, but what are some of the positives from this game when you're looking at the stat line?
1: Well, you know what, Mr. Freddie Van Fleet, boom, boom, boom. How good was he today? You know, he was just like, wow, that was like vintage Freddie. Everything, thirteen of twenty-two, eight of twelve from three. You know, when he has that, when he's shooting like that, the kind of gravity he creates, it just increases that passing game that he's he's been putting together lately. So he just, he was spectacular. So is OG. So was so many of both starters, except for Mr. Pascal Siakam. What is going on with him? But I guess we'll come back to that later because we're staying positive right now. Yes, right,
0: yes. We we are building on the positivity. Well, seeing that you, you know, you're taking over the pot and jumping <laughs> ahead, of looking at the the, the individual Sorry, but I forgot the script. I forgot the script, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right you're not getting paid for this one <laughs> well i don't pay for the last one <laughs> well i'm taking that check back i'm calling it back right. oh well you could have it <laughs> the, the The rebounding tonight to me was tremendous you know the out rebounded nuggets 44 to 32 they got 14 offensive rebounds 15 second chance points that's a huge positive Going against a very good rebounding team in the Denver Nuggets. The assist numbers, 29 to 25 in favor of the the Nuggets. The steals favored the Raptors tonight. They were able to get 25 points off the turnovers to the Nuggets 15, getting 10 steals, forcing the Nuggets into 14 turnovers. I guess what I'm getting at, the defense tonight is probably the big, Positive to take away from this game. And they simply imposed their will at the beginning of the game that they were going to make the Nuggets night a nightmare. And they clearly accomplished that in the early parts of the game. In the third quarter, we're going to get into that a little bit how it kind of faltered. And they were very lazy and in the transition, but they found a way through their defense to generate those opportunities and close out the game. Were you seeing the same thing that the, the defense was definitely feeding into the offense tonight?
1: I think that the starters defense I think has always been has been good all the way through, right? That's that's my take on it. You know, they still shot fifty five point three, right? So it's not like it was but this is a this is the Nuggets team and it's a pretty good offensive team, right? So I'm not the defense lately. I know we're what, what are we like 14th or 12th right now on for uh, not maybe Some, something 16th, right like, yeah, somewhere yeah something yeah something like that yeah I think with the it's hard to say I got to go look at the lineups again and see how everyone how the the bench players are playing but I, I've been very happy with the starters right. They've been fantastic on defense. It's just when everyone starts moving in and we lose, you know, the there, we lose a couple of players, and all of a sudden we're down to three or four bench players. That's when everything starts falling apart defensively. That's how I see it. What do you think?
0: We're seeing the same thing, brother. It's unfortunate that there's such a huge drop-off when the second unit comes in. And and it trickled off into the third quarter. So, you know, let's talk about the negatives from this game. And it would definitely have to be that third quarter and the transition defense going hand in hand. Now, the Nuggets were able to still get 17 points in transition. But I feel like a lot of that was in the third because as soon as that second unit came in, they were a step slow. They were jogging back on defense. Yes, Freddie had to play uh, extended minutes. You know, same with Scotty. They had that key defensive stop from Freddie that led to an N1 dunk for Scotty. But prior to that, the Nuggets were on a 22 or 25 to 7 run, you know, and and Michael Porter Jr. was being left open in transition, hitting those transition threes. And I've talked about it last game, you know, they like to get out in transition. They like to score those quick points and they have the players to do it. And while the Raptors did compete defensively, I agree with you. It doesn't show when you're looking at the percentages. I mean, shooting 55%, you know, when you're playing, quote-unquote, good defense, that's not very good. But when I I look at the three-point shot, you know, them going six for 25 and turning over the ball, I look at those positives when I'm, I'm talking about de- defensively. But it's hard to ignore that, you know, this, this was a game that could have easily gone south after the third quarter.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that three-point yeah, lead, right?
0: Yeah, that, that three-point lead after, you know, it was, what was it, like 23 at one point. Yeah. I think it was sort of something. big somewhere shot around by there, Freddie. Right. Big
1: shot by Freddie. Boom. Yeah, hey, I got a question. Sure. Let, let me just get off this for a second while we're on this whole thing. Jakob Pertl, 27 minutes. OG, 34. Pascal, 39. Scotty, 37. Fred Van 37. Almost 38. Why only 27? Why are we keeping him down here? We could have taken a, taken them a two or three minutes off of uh, Pascal easily, right? If we take him about four minutes off of Pascal, uh, two minutes off Scotty, and two minutes off Freddie, that's eight minutes. We could get him back to thirty-five. Keep everyone around that thirty-five level. Why why not do that instead of having him at twenty-seven?
0: I think he What's got into some I think he got into some foul trouble. So I guess they wanted to. They they were playing the long game. I guess you can say. But I agree with you. This is not the first time he's been under thirty minutes. You know, that's not why you made this trade for him. He's having such a huge impact. You know, Samson.
1: Plus uh, 30,
0: uh, plus 30, man. Yeah, plus 30. But Samson Folk alluded to this with his tweet that Jacoperto and Fred Van Vliet are going to make each other a lot of money in the offseason because of how well they play together. and. I just can't seem to understand why he's play. He's not playing more than thirty minutes. I know tonight there was a little bit of foul trouble, but all the other games, he's deserving to play thirty minutes oh, or more. Oh, without need question, him, but,
1: you know why? I don't understand this. This is another thing where my favorite uh, coach, Nick, Nick Nurse, is <laughs> a little bit out of touch. I think again, I don't get it, buddy. Why thirty nine minutes for Pascal? What was Pascal doing? that was worth 39 minutes and 21 seconds.
0: I think the runway was given to him to kind of play through the struggles, and you saw it a little bit in the fourth quarter. But, yeah, I agree with you. It's kind of puzzling that when yeah, a player I, is yeah. struggling, when a player is struggling, you're, you're running them down into the ground where you have the players where, you know, you can kind of stagger. And and Jakob, pair him with Freddie, you know, you can fill Pascal's role with like a Boucher or even a Precious, for example. Yeah, absolutely. Or even a Scottie Take a lot of pressure off. Right, right. And and give them the opportunity. Yeah, it, it's very interesting that we're still seeing this. But, you know, you can't so you argue with that. you put Precious the in there.
1: Mm-hmm. And that if you give him Precious a few more minutes there with that, those starters, maybe he gets a little bit more confidence. Maybe he feels a little bit better, gets his rhythm back. He, and if and if he does screw up, you have still got a nice barrier of, of four pretty good defensive players around him. You don't have that same barrier on the on the bench mob.
0: Yeah, and and I think that's that's something that Nick Nurse has struggled with is the five guys on the floor have to play stellar defense. And, like, they have to play perfect defense in order for them to play together. And I really don't think that's the formula, at least the way that this team is currently constructed. But let's get into these individual performances. You know, we started talking about Pascal. It was a rough game for him. Kind of got it going in, in the end when we needed it. But for me, the, mo- the most troubling thing is the inability to get to the free throw line as of late. You know, he finished the game with 12 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. One steal, but a very inefficient 6-for-16 six from the field, 0-for-3 three from three, and 0-for-1 from the free-throw line. Now, I credit a lot of the defense, the defenses that the Raptors have been encountering. They've been really zeroing in. They're running Pascal off his spots. They're making him uncomfortable. and almost seems like his game is forced. But I, I was saying that, you know, it may be Pascal's gas, and you alluded to it in the last reaction pod, but... He's just not playing good basketball right now.
1: So, um, Louis and uh, Samson, in their last pod, they had mentioned the fact that What they're seeing is that Pascal is not seeing the second, looking at the second defender anymore. He's just looking at the first. So all these guys are normally checking out the second to see where he is before they decide to drive. Pascal doesn't have that same explosiveness. I had a couple of other comments today about people saying, oh, what's the relationship between, uh, since Pirtle's come, Pascal has not been able to get into the paint. Pirtle is so good at, at creating space outside of the paint he doesn't need to be inside the paint he's hardly ever inside the paint and his iq is so good that he just like moves the heck out of there so he knows what pascal's doing everyone knows and he's definitely not getting away so i don't want to hear anyone say that uh portal is getting away of this whole situation
0: i agree with that 100 percent. and i mean you saw it like towards the end of the game there was a nice pick and roll action between the two of them that led to Jakob uh getting a layup and you know the, to me i think pascal should lean into that more because If he's going to be a facilitator and he's going to be threatening on that side of the ball, then it's going to only open up opportunities for him because now you're going to have to play him either for the finish or for the pass, right? So those opportunities are easily going to come his way again. But I think he just needs to – I think everything is forced. I think you're absolutely right where he's missing the secondary defender, where he's essentially just going – 100 through the first guy and then he runs into the second guy. And now it's everything else is reactionary rather than going in with a good plan of attack. That, that, that's a brilliant point. But speaking of attacking brilliance? brilliantly and brilliance. <laughs> OG Ananobi tonight, oh, man, hey, yeah, once you again.
1: Preach. Preach, brother Curly.
0: My gosh, these last two games, 55 points. And very efficient. I think over the last four games, he hit uh, his last 15 threes. Tonight, he gives us 24 points, three rebounds, three assists, one steal on 10 for 14 shooting from the field, four for eight from three, no attempt for the free throw line. It doesn't matter because he is clamping people up. He shut down Jokic once again. His versatility was on full display. What have you noticed about OG over the last two games?
1: He looks injury-free. He looks more explosive than he has looked all year. He's able to go where he wants to go. He's looking smooth. He's looking clean. He's looking like a guy who's got it all going physically. And we haven't seen that all year long. I think it's all coming together now. He looks like the OG for the beginning of last year up to that first injury.
0: I agree with that 100%. That's exactly what I was going to say. He looked like the player that came out at the start of the season.
1: Why is it it when I say something good, you always say that's exactly how I was going to say? Don't try and steal my lines again, okay? You've already got one line you've taken. Don't try and take my OG stuff as
0: well, okay? Listen, my pod, my rules, okay, brother? You're just a guess. That's true. I apologize. I don't really apologize. (laughs) (laughs) So if I agree with something and it's exactly what I was going to say, I meant it. But no, you're you're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. You know, it's OG looks like a player that is sure of himself. He knows exactly what he wants to do. He's keeping it simple. He's being assertive and he's getting to the spots where he finds success. And I think what's also uh, opening up more for him like you said it, it it's the health he's able to do things that he's that capable dunk? of doing and that, that put back damn my goodness man was it over in gordon right over uh, 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 that, that, <laughs> that guy's got some hops right <laughs> <laughs> he no, looked he, yeah. he looked bouncy he looked bouncy he looked yeah. healthy I, and i think what i like about og's game over the last couple of games is that he's trying the things that we want him to do. Like he's getting into the mid range and I think he had a step back midi tonight around the free throw line. He's getting to the rim, you know. That, he, did you remember that first uh, pull up he did? Yeah. Do you remember
1: that one? Mm-hmm. Oh, how nice did that look? He did a couple of dribbles, just two dribbles, boom, boom. Gets the spot he wants to get to, pulls up, bam. No indecision, no thoughts of doing too much. Just really clean and smooth. It was beautiful.
0: Yeah, I, I can't. I could not have said it any better. Scotty Barnes tonight, brother, he seems to have found his rhythm over these last couple of games. He's, you know, keeping pressure on the defense consistently, be it playmaking or with his ability to score the ball. 18 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal on 8 for 16 shooting from the field, 0 for 1 from 3, but 2 for 2 from the free throw line. I think similar to OG, he's playing confident, he's sure of himself, He's not complicating things, and because he's a threat as a facilitator, it's also opening up opportunities for him offensively. And he's and he's hunting down the mismatches and taking advantage of them rather than settling. What do you think?
1: I think Scotty. So they have him listed in this game at, uh, as being a shooting guard. He was the power forward today. I felt he was in inside that uh, inside the paint most of the time doing things nicely with Jakob. Those two play really well off each other because they're both real smart. They know where to go and they understand space. So they kind of give each other the right amount of time, uh, spacing at the right time. So one gets a little space here. One moves one moves back, just to, takes one step back just to create lane for the other guy. And they both get it and they make the pass and it's a nice easy dunk for Scotty.
0: That was brilliant. I don't need to add to that. Fred Van <laughs> Our boy, Freddy. Steady <laughs> Freddy, man. Wow. You know, what, what, what more can we say about this no. guy? He He's yeah. had the ups. He's had the downs. He's had the in-betweens. And when we needed him most, he stepped up, he answered the call, and he gave us 36 points, 3 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 steals, on a very efficient 13 for 22 from the field, 8 for 12 from 3, 2 for 3 from the free-throw line. You know, the same way that Scotty... And Jakob has that connection. There's no denying the connection between Jakob and Freddie. Yeah. And and you alluded to it. Jakob, double-double tonight, 12 points, 11 rebounds. And he was a plus 30. And he was dropping dimes. So, between Freddie and Jakob alone, they have 12 assists. You throw yeah, in Almost a triple-double, right? You know what I mean? And, yeah. you know... Oh, no, not no, no, almost
1: triple-double. Eleven five. 5
0: Sorry. Right. Well, close enough. Halfway there.
1: But yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. E- either way... Freddie's no, no, impact no, no, nice. tonight. Freddie's impact yeah. tonight was was perfect. Like what we needed him to. Offensively,
1: do... that was his perfect game. That was his perfect yeah. game, as you say. Like yeah. he gra- that gravity was there from the shooting. He knew where to- his teammates were. He had control. He controlled that game too. He played like the league guard. He did not play like a guy who should be playing off ball, like everyone's been saying. He played like a guy who needs to have the ball in his hands and telling everyone where to go. He was he was spectacular today.
0: And we saw it again when Freddie was off the floor. That's when the Nuggets went out and made their run, right? So, you know, to say that Freddie is strictly an off-the-ball option, I think he's proven over the last little while yeah. that he needs the ball in his hand and that the team is better for it, especially since the the addition of Jakob Pertl. Those two in, 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 in the pick-and-roll, you know, you have mm. to respect it. Yep. you have to react to it and you're gonna and it creates so many more opportunities for a half court that has been non-existent this season
1: yeah no i agree with you buddy uh you know what i think we've all, it's the pick and roll buddy it's the best play in basketball everyone makes their money off the pick and roll right who and we don't want to play it before now We've got something to initiate the offense. We've got something to come off the offense. Everything's moving right away, right? All those little wrinkles are starting to create a space are created. All all of a sudden, movement can make a little bit more of a, a gravitational pull on both sides. So now, with that much movement to start, everything becomes a lot easier to initiate.
0: And that's exactly it. And, and you want this Raptors team to be less predictable in the half court, right? And yeah. like you said... If you have success, and we've seen it multiple times since the edition of Bianca we have success, and then for some reason, we strayed away from it. And this game, we did not stray away from it. We did our, we did for a little bit, just for like a moment, but we ended up going right back to it's it, and we were able to find success, right?
1: It's nice. You know what, buddy? They not only did they deal with what came at them, they held it back and pushed back hard. And that, to me, was just... Uh, that that made my heart sing because that's been the problem for the last I don't know how many games ten games twelve games. we we have not At seen least. this kind of pushback where they build a lead you know,
0: yep, yep, and 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 more importantly after losing the lead they found a way you yep. know that pushback you know to Push close hard. it out and and they did they yep. really did they they weathered the storm and they said you know what we gotta clamp down and they did exactly that. And that was
1: nice. That was, to me, that could be a big turning point, that huge confidence boost in so- showing that, hey, you know what? We did it. Now let's take let's take that step forward, right? Because that was a big step for me as far as what's been going on, what some of the difficulties that they've had, where everything's been falling apart. Today, they changed it around and they pushed and they pushed and they blew the house down, buddy. How do you like that? <laughs>
0: yeah, that was good. I like that. <laughs> a, ni- a nice play on words. I saw you were really you <laughs> going with it. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> Let- let's-, let's talk about our role players tonight. We got Chris Boucher. You know, there- there's not much to take away. Gary Trent led the way with 25 minutes tonight. But let's talk about, you know, Chris Boucher. Not... A huge impact offensively. Didn't force his game tonight. He was active. Got a, got about four rebounds, one offensive rebound, scoring six points. No attempt from three. Uh, precious to Chua tonight. Struggled offensively, but he was active defensively. He was able to get to the free throw line. He went four for four there. That was nice to see. Will Barton, you know, not much to take away from it there. You know, Actually, two... one
1: thing I will say about Will Barton... Do you remember that little play? He and um, and um Jakob did a little two-man game. They were on the wing. Will was on the right wing. He threw the ball into Jakob. He cut inside. Jakob gave him a nice little pass, and he got it in for a nice score. I don't see anyone doing stuff like that with Jakob. We don't have anyone who could move the way that uh Barton can. He has that quickness and the ability to do things that no no one else coming off the bench can do. Gary couldn't do stuff like that.
0: No, uh, he, you see the ball IQ when he's on yeah. the floor, right? He doesn't force his game like some of the other guys coming off the bench. He definitely stays within himself. And, and you know, to me, when I say there's not a lot to take away from his game, I just say the impact that he has is not going to show up on the stat sheet tonight.
1: Yeah. Hey, Chris Boucher, 11 minutes and 29 seconds. What do you think about that?
0: It's something that I've talked about multiple times, as you know. There's no reason why he should be... Less than twenty minutes 15. a game,
1: yeah, 15, 15 not, to twenty,
0: like, like, yeah. easy. You know, he hovers yeah. around fifteen minutes consistently. But I look at the games where, you know, I, I believe it was against the Clippers, if I'm not mistaken, where he had, he played fifteen minutes and he scored fourteen points. And I don't understand why he didn't get extended play after the way he that he started he gave it the, the game,
1: gay, right?
0: Yeah. yeah, and and which is which is fine if Gary is hitting. But if Gary isn't hitting, go back to what was working before. And I really feel that Boucher gets the short end of the stick there. I I think at minimum, Boucher and Gary and Precious should be around the 15 to 20-minute range minimum.
1: You know, minimum.
0: But like like 11 minutes for Boucher when he was having a good game.
1: Three or four, right?
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, why not see more of that? You know, and especially with his ability to stretch the floor, and like that's such a luxury. He so can... but he's an
1: interesting character, though. Like, okay, what's your take? So he brings energy. We, we can't say no, and and this offense get those offensive rebounds are big, right? Defensively, he's okay. I, I I don't see anything like he. What I do like about him, he's that weak side rim protector. He brings that, right? And, and but that's apart his role, from right? that, right. But but on the floor, that's, you know what I mean? That's not, he doesn't bring a ton of stuff, right? He, but he brings energy and you need that, right? So, but at least 15 minutes, I, I you know, I don't know why twenty nine. I'm, I'm a little surprised, but some of these numbers are a little weird to me that, that he does put up Nurse.
0: I think in Boucher's case, you pretty much get a feel for how his impact is going to be yeah, on a game it's within it's the it's first few minutes. True. So yep. if he if he comes in there and he gives you a quick two four points or he hits two quick threes, I look Red at a it. Bunch okay. of rebounds. Yeah, yep. you know what I mean. I say okay, you know yep. what, this is night I am gonna run with him a little bit longer. Yep. But if he comes yep. out there, he's all for three, he's getting beat. You know what I mean? Then you pull him out, and then you 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 are you are gonna have to show your creativity in Nick, Nikki Nurse, but uh, <laughs> Gary Trent Junior tonight. Not a very good first half, game. good first half, right? Good first, good first half, half,
1: right? Lots of steals. What, what did he end up with on the steal side? I, th- Actually, I think he steals, had three or right?
0: two steals, but you know, he came up with a key steal, a, mom- a momentum killing steal yeah. in the end for the dunk. You know, 11 points on three for nine. He didn't hit a three, three rebounds, not bad for him, right? But he was five for five from the free throw line, so he found a way, and I feel like yeah. that was missing for him. From him the last few games that he did not find another way to generate those opportunities offensively. And tonight he accomplished that tonight by going five for five from the free throw line. So, you know, good half, not a bad finish, but then, you know, he picked it up in, in the end with some key steals. Yeah. You know what?
1: Second half is he's that guy. Like if he's not shooting, I I really don't love having him on the floor, but you know, we don't have exactly a lot of guards. I don't know why, because we went and traded for Thad for some reason, but like we needed more bigs, but whatever. We got no guards. I don't know if you noticed that. Have you noticed that, buddy?
0: Brother, I've been preaching that before the season started, man. So, yeah. well, well, welcome to the party, I guess. Yeah, I know, the, the, I the no guard party. I'm bringing, I'm, I'm the, bringing the
1: bad drip back in here.
0: Right? <laughs> oh my god! I gotta get back. Sorry, buddy. We won. We won. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, listen. A win is a win, brother, and that, we will no, take no, it, huge, especially huge. especially the way that the Raptors have been playing as of late.
1: Actually, you know what? Um, you, you mentioned Calgary uh, Raptor fan, YYZ, and he made a great tweet today. He said, coming home, that's when your role players play better, right? So I got a little bit of confidence from that, and they were better than last game. But still, they could have been actually the, at the half that everyone was positive plus minus, except for I believe it was Will Barton it was like minus one. Yeah. So they played well the first half, right? Second half minus 13 for Precious, man. He just kind of went downhill real fast when he came in there. Mm-hmm. That was the beginning of the end for some reason. I don't know why he didn't play that. Back. And even on defense, sometimes he just seems to get lucky. He's that guy who gets plays great defense, has his hand in the guy's face and that guy makes a swish, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And but I also feel like right now, especially on the defensive end, a lot of it's forced. Like there was there was a time where he tried to to deny that the entry pass and he went for the steal and he was completely out of position and yeah, ended up yeah. being like a foul for uh for the Nuggets there. I think for what him, just, it's like you? you know, the early parts of the season or since he came back from when he came back from injury, he looked. Like a player that was aware of himself, aware of what was happening. On more the aware,
1: right? More. Yeah, aware.
0: way more aware think, now. Yeah, yeah. Now it just looks forced. Like like his game forced. Gary's game looks forced. Pascal's yeah. game definitely oh. forced. You know. Yeah. So so yeah. I really feel like the guys are are trying their best to shoot themselves out of the slump. What instead of just waiting for those opportunities to present themselves because. They're putting themselves in high risk situations. You know, they want to make that explosive play, that, that highlight, real play. And it's just not available for them. So I think that they just have to scale it back. But in terms of Precious's ball IQ, I think he just needs to stay within himself again. And I really feel like he's trying to do too much right now. You know what I mean? As See, a this player, is when I limited. get
1: a little upset about the offense is that this is a perfect time to run some plays for some guys, right? Make it a little simple for them, not to think too much, just worry about what they have to do. You know, run, 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 and then make the little cut. Ball's going to be here. More off ball. Call it what it is. You know what I mean? More
0: off ball action. Yeah, man. Yeah,
1: I think just simplify it for them. So give them some set plays where they can run them, get Pascal not having to do too much to start with. Get him that rhythm, get him that ball, get him the ball in the back of the net kind of feel, you know? Hear that swish, then, then let him start doing his own thing. Same with Precious. I think he got it. I've been trying, I guess, a little bit here and there, but I I would like to see more kind of structure just to get these guys going.
0: Less experimentation. I I think this is the time to, like, put that on the back burner. We saw that in the early part of the season and you know they're still trying to do it here and there and it's costing us right you know we saw the experimentation over the last couple of games we end up losing leads or we're digging a deeper deficit for us you know when you're loves. thinking
1: you don't want to when you're thinking too much you don't want to have to think about what's going on in the court and you've got a whole bunch of other things going on in your head at the same time you know what it's like when it's going wrong it's going wrong your head isn't spinning it's not you're not loose you're not free you're not dealing with what's in front of you you're just stuck inside your head and I, I and I'd like to see take some of that away from them. That's what I would like to see. That's the kind of stuff I would like our guy, my best friend Nick Nurse, to make some adjustments here and there, just for the moment, please, Nicky. Listen,
0: give me a little structure, buddy. <laughs> listen, bad. I, I I agree with you. You know, just a just a different look. You know what I mean? Because the, you know what these guys are giving coming off the bench. Defenses are the really threatened by them you know they, they they neutralize Gary and then you know it's open field for the for the rest of the guys so yeah I agree with you get them out and transition more little off off the ball action you know a little backdoor cuts I mean you know we got the slowest players on the opposition making oh. backdoor cuts and getting easily yeah. ups so like you, Precious can do that Pascal can do that Boucher can do that you know take your pick go down the line they can all do it so yeah absolutely a little bit more creativity and, on that side.
1: And look at look at a team like Sacramento, where they were and where they are now. They're playing a pretty structured offense there, right? They're playing that like Princeton, and they're, they've got it down pat. You know, I, I don't know how... I guess the idea is that once we go into the playoffs, things aren't going to work like that. You're not going to be able to run those kind of deals. But in the meantime, you're not forcing anything up. Everyone's relaxed. Everyone's doing what they have to do. And it's a sprint right now for us. It shouldn't be. It's just a slow jog to get to the end line, play some easy offense, then worry about playing the ISO heavy stuff later on, you know?
0: So, Nige, much to your dismay and the negativity that you were bringing on the last (laughs) one. You know, we got to win. You know, what what do you have to say? You know, has faith been restored just a little? No. Just a little though?
1: Not restored. (laughs) But I think hope is on the horizon.
0: There you go. Attack nation got just kicked to the curb for another day. Uh, For a day, you know what? I I honestly,
1: I was this weekend after that last loss, I was feeling like, damn, we we should have gone tanking. You know what I mean? Like, what the hell is going on here? Right? We gave up a pick. We're doing all this. I don't want to see that. I don't want. I hate tanking. You know what? It's just like. Everything I hate about sports is
0: taking, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but. They give you a game like this yes. and they pull you back in. Right. <laughs> I want these guys to win. Absolutely. I want
1: us to get through. I want us to kick some ass in that first round. Give us a chance. That's all I want, right? And yeah. I want all these guys to somehow find a way to work together. And make it happen because you know what? I am the standard of the universe, and this is
0: all. Me. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, man, it doesn't get much better than getting getting a win over the number one seed and from the Western Conference. You know, with an MVP that looks like he has the, has it on lock to be the back to back to back MVP. He still got twenty eight points. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. was he was you know
1: for as much as we talk about him being shut down. His numbers are twenty-eight points, seven assists, eight rebounds. Right? You know what I'm saying? On ten of yep. thirteen shooting. You know, it's crazy. It, Minus it, it's eight crazy. again, but it's just crazy
0: the offensive output, and with ease. That's that's the with, crazier part with yeah, ease, man.
1: Oh my, he almost had a triple double without even thinking.
0: Eh? Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's hard to argue, man. It's hard to argue. I mean, I know, I know, Joel Embiid is doing his thing, and Giannis is doing his thing, obviously, but. You know, it's like, where are you
1: you now on the whole MVP?
0: Let's save that conversation for another day, man. Let's focus on the reaction. But I mean, in short, you can make a case for either one. I don't think, I don't think, I, I will say this about the argument. I will say this. I don't like the idea of this diminishing or dismissing somebody else's greatness to prove somebody else's greatness. Uh, That's the uh, one thing I don't like about this MVP conversation. And, you know, there's people bringing so many other factors, external factors. Like, there's no blueprint. It's almost, like, subjective. Like, you're going to have a difference of opinion. I'm going to have a difference of opinion, and so on and so forth. I look at it. Do you take Jokic and you put him on a team like Charlotte? Are they going to become a contender? Do you take, yes. a, you take a player like Giannis... <laughs> Right. Yeah. And put them on Washington, All three of them. right? It's him with Joel, All right? So yeah. so like what what how else can you dissect it? But I mean, yeah. it, it, it's crazy. If you look at the numbers, they're putting up crazy numbers. But I mean, to put up triple doubles the way that Jokic did, like that would, that to me would be
1: like, but you know, what I saw Did you see the rest of the box game yesterday? Uh, I was just sitting there watching my, with my son. Uh, My my jaw was on the ground half the time whenever Giannis, that explosion, that power, the ability to do whatever he wants on the floor, gets to spots, boom, boom, boom. It's just like, it's crazy how good that guy moves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Athleticism, and it's just off the charts. And that that size and height.
0: And all without a consistent jump shot. Oh. You know what I mean? It, it, it's I hard to it's hard him. to not appreciate. Yeah, it's it's crazy. They they call him the modern day Shaq, and I think that's the perfect oh. way to to describe him. But, and then, but you Shaq, know-
1: Shaq was like this power like truck. Mm-hmm. He's like a combination of truck and like I don't know what it is, man. That that's like boom. It's just crazy. It's it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing to me every time I watch him play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, with well, the, I guess same with the Embiid as well. When you look at a guy that size, that width, he, he is that. That's a better version of Shaq. You know what I mean? Not not better. Shaq was more powerful. Yeah. but it's he's more skilled,
0: right? If if Shaq had a jump shot, it would be Joel Embiid. Yeah, that's Sim- a good, that's a great way. Of right. Putting it. Sim- simply put, right. But let's get back to the Raptors. We're we're building off this win. We're building momentum. <laughs> we're hosting. The Oklahoma we one City win. Thunder. Let's, let's slow down there. So, let's slow down there. Hey, like, listen, we, are, we, one we, we are building momentum, brother. We are building momentum. <laughs> we're, we're hosting the all Oklahoma right, five, City Thunder. All right? Okay. 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 Ho- ho- homegrown kid. Shy, Gilgis Alexander. Joss Giddys coming into his own. You got Lugans, Dortz. They're bought in in OKC. They're, they're not a pushover team by any means. You know, even tonight, the Brooklyn Nets were dominating them. And they came back and they, they beat them. You know, so Oklahoma City is finding ways to stay competitive. They're finding ways to stay in games and they hang around and they hang around and they wait for their moment to strike. They're
1: an eighth right now, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, one can argue that they could quite possibly, if they're able to string some wins together, they might be able to be a sixth seed. You never know, right? But they're not a pushover by any means, not a team that can no. be taken lightly. When we are when we look at some keys to victory, what what's one area that the Raptors should shore up to help themselves secure A victory against the thunder
1: stay focused learn from this one just keep going forward don't take okc for granted just because you just beat nuggets and you can go going into minnesota next to keep these guys in your sights and get that win because everyone is a win right that's the only thing i can see with okc compared to what we have in front of us we got minnesota we got milwaukee right so the next couple of games are going to be tough minnesota's playing fantastic too on top of it so the weakest spot, I guess, in my mind. I don't know what you think, but uh, could be this game. I hope they just have the mental fortitude to stay strong and just do what they have to do.
0: Yeah, that's a brilliant key, brother. I could not agree more. You need this win,
1: yeah, right? You need it. You
0: you, you went one for five. You need every
1: win, right? Oh, we don't you,
0: you, yeah, right. You, you need every win, yeah. But you know, after after a very disappointing road trip where you could have yeah. you could have got at least two to three wins, you, you didn't, yeah. right? So now every game matters from here on end. But you have to take care of, you know, the winnable games on, on the schedule. When you're looking down the stretch, you know, you got OKC, winnable game. Minnesota's not going to be a pushover. Then you get Milwaukee, Indiana, the Detroit, the Washington, Charlotte, and and so on. I think for the Raptors, I think the key is not to look ahead. Yeah. Stay focused on what's in front of you right now, and that is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Another thing that they have to do, and they cannot take this for granted for any moment playing against OKC, get no, back it. on defense in transition. No,
1: OKC finishes in the point.
0: open court. Shy loves to keep the defense on their heels, especially on transition with this herky-jerky moves. He has the ability to keep the pressure uh, on the defense and force them to backpedal. Get back on defense, limit those opportunities, limit those possessions. Do
1: you think we're going to go see OG on uh, on Shire?
0: OG's been guarding Damar, AD. He's been guarding everybody. He's guarding everybody and he's having success. I think. You have to at this point, you know? I don't think you can afford uh, anything else. Do you, do you want Scotty on him? No, no not really, don't right? You, don't, you definitely he will, don't want Scotty on him right now.
1: Yeah, he will right? take Scotty to town, unfortunately. Same with Fred. I, I like Fred. what they're doing with Fred right now, putting him in that little spot where he's kind of like running. He's like that little rover kind of guy right now. Yeah. Out doing whatever he has to do. I, I like him doing what he's doing, trying to get For those sure. deals, trying to create a little bit of frustration on the other team.
0: For sure, for sure, and and you know, and that's going to be an interesting matchup for the Raptors because you know Josh Josh Giddy is essentially uh, you know a six seven six eight point guard, and Shy is not you know no small six footer. I think he's around like what six four, six five, somewhere around there.
1: Yeah, six six. He's listed yeah. at six six. So yeah, on, man.
0: yeah, right. So six five, six yeah. six. So you know, it could could potentially be a tough matchup for the backcourt there, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that is a bit but- of an interesting backcourt. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, what Josh Josh is not exact doesn't have that much gravity on the offensive side though, right? That's how no. I see him, right? He can pass, but as a shooter he's not that good. And defensively, he can they can take advantage of it. I don't know how they're going to do it. Let's we'll see. We'll see what he does here. I want Nikki Nurse to like Show me. Show me, Nikki Nurse, I'm an idiot. Because I don't mind. Everyone's been telling me all my life I've been idiots. Especially my wife. So I'm (laughs) used to it at this point.
0: (laughs) So bring it. Bring it, okay? Well, I I, I wish I I was, you know, made privy to that information. I would not have brought you on for three times and (laughs) counting on the podcast. Too late now, buddy. (laughs) Too late now. I'm, I'm committed, you know? I'm committed. So... I guess we'll that's be years together, said too. brother. That's what she said, too. She was just
1: told what she married before she did, too. <laughs> 27 that, years later, she ain't going anywhere. <laughs> that, that is
0: awesome. But, you know, but to your point about, about Josh Gideon and what I alluded to about getting back in transition, he can finish out into the open floor, right? He's not a, he's not a great yeah, knockdown yeah, shooter, yeah. but he has the ability to stretch the floor out. And, and they have players that can do that. You know, the Isaiah Joes you know, and some of the other young bucks that they have on there. So, you know, this is not a team that should be taken lightly. This is not a team that the Raptors can look past. You know, you got a bunch of young players on this roster that are looking to make a name for themselves. They have confidence and you see what confidence does for some of the Raptors. Imagine what it's going to look like for, for some young players looking to establish themselves.
1: Who do you see defensively, apart from Dort? that you, you're scared of on that team?
0: Yeah, I think, to me, that's that's where it ends. Uh,
1: defensively, on the defensive side, right?
0: Um, Who do you see on there? Yeah, I, th- I say Dort. Isaiah Joe is a good athlete, but I wouldn't consider him a great defender. But he has the length and the athleticism to She's be good, disruptive. He's good, right? He's
1: good at getting steals. He's very disruptive. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, but I mean, I think for me, another key would have to be the second unit you know cuz
1: so but what what i'm trying to say is at the end of the day they're ranked 15th and we're ranked 19th right how can we, our defensive rating be 19th with them at 15 when would look at our defenders out there you know how does this make sense for you I'm just on my nick nurse rant okay so no it, it doesn't
0: no you know what brother it, it's again it's valid like you I, I know you're saying it tug-in-cheek but you know this is a team that was supposed to be built on uh built on their defensive identity right and and that's not a team you know with that ranking that's being built on on their dead defensive identity you know you see spurts of it throughout a game but it's not consistent and i think
1: it's not consistent
0: that's a testament to the Raptors' season on the whole. It's just they've been an inconsistent team all season long. But if they can string it together down the stretch, you know, winning solves everything. And hopefully everything. it can definitely trickle down to right down to the last man on the roster. But uh, I do like the Raptors' chances. Do I want to see another prediction? Go to it two. Do it, buddy. Do it. Do, do it. Raptors are securing the victory against... The Oklahoma City Thunder, giving Such them two homer. in a row.
1: Such a homer, buddy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? At this point, I'm just going to say every game from here on end with a podcast with you is going to be a win. Just to spite you. Just okay, to spite when do they play you. you.
1: When, when do I play Milwaukee? I'm, I'm back from Milwaukee, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be a game.
0: And, yeah, you, you, you're darn right. And Ooh, I feel hey, like depends that's... how much
1: suspensions going on. Ooh. Ooh the suspensions, buddy.
0: Yeah, that that could that could play a factor, but we'll see, right? <laughs> we'll figures so. 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 cross, <laughs> figures cross, <laughs> brother. <laughs> that that feels like a great place to leave off, Nudge. Brother, thank you again. I know you're not a huge fan of reaction pods. I know you like to be all collected. You wanted to get your nose well thought out. But you know what, man, yeah. you're holding your own, brother, so you well, know, buddy, I'm here with to the to king. You, man.
1: I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> so I said last night, last time I called myself daddy. Today, buddy, I call you daddy. Uh... <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and folks, if you, if you haven't, if you don't know the running joke, go on Twitter. <laughs> you'll definitely see it. Nigel, brother, thank you so much for for taking the time. Let the people know what you got on tap, man. The floor is yours. Nah, what... I'm
1: right coming the game tomorrow. Not tomorrow. On Thursday.
0: 905.
1: That's happening. I got uh, Thursday and Saturday. I've covered that that game. Uh, so that's enough for me. I got a. I think we're doing a pod tomorrow, aren't we?
0: Yes. Yeah. You yes. And I we with are. Mac, right. Yeah. With Mac, so... folks, check us out on running off the screen if you want a, a, another dose of Curly and Nige. Um, and the Big you know, Mac. And the Big Mac. You know, Mac Daddy. We're gonna be on there just before we wrap up. I want to give a big shout out. To a few supporters of this podcast shout out to Calgary Raptors fan on Twitter charming and you said D I say I could uh, yeah
1: I call it D but the obsession right obsession you know? yes
0: obsession shout you know big shout out to all of you you know we see the interaction we see the feedback we welcome it I certainly love it you all have all been great oh, hey, supporters if we're gonna do that
1: we better we better say uh to the twin vanessa as well those those three are always together oh so yeah yeah shout out, shout out shout out vanessa
0: uh, shout out to vanessa as well all of you guys uh, make it worthwhile most definitely and the show would not be what it is right now you know the road to 200 without great supporters such as yourself so big shout out to you Nige, I, I I definitely want to give a shout out to you for for bringing me in and making those people uh, a part of the the live by the three experience. It would not be what it is right now without them and without you. As per usual, folks, if you have not done so already, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It'll mean so much if you take the time to do so.
1: And by the way, uh, give me a better rating than him. Say, uh, I really like <laughs> Nige. I don't really like Curtis that much. Okay, that would that would help me out a lot.
0: you you know you're you're on a one-way ticket (laughs) for being muted brother you're on a (laughs) one-way ticket but either way folks oh yeah he says uh, that
1: now but you know what you know you're gonna cook up on the show nudge. you're gonna come on the show he loves me okay he pretends man plays hard to get with me but you know what? he loves
0: me (laughs) folks it's always a great time you know what it is already subscribe rate and review and until the next episode everyone please continue to stay healthy and stay safe good people peace